What's up, everybody? I'm Steph. And I'm Mari. We are two licensed professional counselors in the state of Wisconsin, and this is the Rewriting Her Story podcast, a mindset podcast for everyone. Here we'll discuss daily issues we face ourselves, struggles our clients are having, and ways to tackle everyday life, and whatever else comes up. We take a no-bullshit approach while still being empathetic and supportive. Let's Let's fucking fucking go. go. Welcome back to episode 68. 68. That's what are we talking about today? It is wild. I was thinking. So today. um, So on today's episode, I was thinking we would talk about. uh, I was driving and I was thinking about, okay, what are we going to talk about when we record today? And I was like, what is the. Okay. There's a difference between knowing when to be. No, you can always be compassionate towards another human being, right? You can have an understanding of why they do the things they do. When does it become being compassionate versus being enabling? And what I mean by that is when you are compassionate towards somebody, that is a good thing. However, if you then are like, but I know why they act the way they do. So I'm like, I don't want to make a big deal about it. You're enabling them to continue what they're doing. If it's pushing your boundaries or your limits or putting you last or making you feel like shit, right? Like they can't make you feel that way. But if you're internalizing it as like, this doesn't feel very good. That's a problem, right? Does that make sense? And you're, yeah, it absolutely makes sense. And you're also taking away you're you're subliminally saying to yourself, like my feelings don't matter. They're less than, let me make myself smaller. Let me make sure that this person's okay. But like, why is it only this person being okay? Why is it also not you being okay? Why are we not coming to some sort of compromise in the middle? And it's like so enabling, but also just being passive. Mm -hmm. AKA you're being a doormat. Let's be honest. Just shake it out. Yeah. Like walked all over. You don't have to do that. And by you setting boundaries or expressing how you feel, that doesn't mean that you don't have compassion for that person. It just means my feelings matter too. And I'm going to let you know how I feel about the situation. I'm going to let you know that I'm not comfortable. I'm going to let you know that how you stated that was hurtful, right? That doesn't mean that you don't understand where that person is coming from. You can validate that experience too and say, I completely understand where you are coming from when you say that, or I can completely understand like how it came off this way, whatever it is that you need to say to validate their experience too, that's fine. I that doesn't mean that you just- yes. That doesn't mean that you just sit back and just take it, so to speak. I can understand how that was internalized. That's not my experience. Mm -hmm. See what Mm -hmm. that does. See how it's like, I, I completely get how you're feeling like that. I completely understand. I'm so, yes, I'm so, that is not what I meant. Mm -hmm. You can validate someone and say, I understand how you, how it was internalized like that. That's not my experience. That's not what I meant. That wasn't my intention. And while someone can say like, well, I understand that that wasn't your intention. This is how I feel. And right. I completely understand that you're allowed to have your feelings about the situation. Mm-hmm. I'm just clarifying. I'm fact checking. Mm-hmm. I'm, I am letting you know, so you can internalize that. So you can hear that, understand that, grasp that, that that's not what was meant to be um, portrayed or projected. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like you ever struggled with that in any sort of relationship being passive like yes. like to allow people to be however they wanted to be oh absolutely yeah. Yeah. absolutely with my ex I just didn't want him to get angry mm-hmm. and then it and it wasn't like in the beginning it wasn't like um 
oh my God, I don't want him to be upset. Like, uh, like I would say I was very assertive in the beginning as was he. And then slowly <laughs> as dynamics in our relationship changed and things happened and trauma happened, the, the, instead of it just being too assertive people, it started to turn more to aggressive and passive mm-hmm. and feeling like I had to Um, I felt I had to, I internalized it. I felt I had to act and do and be a certain way so that somebody didn't get upset. And then the whole day or night was ruined. Then sometimes this like aggressive streak would come out for me. Um, I wouldn't say streak. It's not like it lasted days, but like this aggressive burst would come out for me because part of that, like my soul would be like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. I don't want to feel like this. This is bullshit. It can't always just be your way or, you know, it has to be this way. And I'm not, I'm not saying it was like our whole relationship was like, right. like, cause it wasn't like we, there was definite moments, but I would say that there was certain seasons that where we really, really struggled where eventually I was just like, oh, fine. Okay. Whatever. Fine. Sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. That's yeah. You know what? You're so right. Absolutely. And then it would blow up in his face or whoever's face. And I'd be like, Oh, oh, I guess that didn't work. Did it? Mm -hmm. I feel like I hear it a lot with clients or even just like people in my life. If they have somebody in their life that has a trauma background, yeah, they often will just allow that person to treat them. However, that person is treating them. Yep. Here's the thing you guys. And this is not to sound insensitive. You're going to take it however you're going to take it. I have no control over that. But somebody having a traumatic background does not get a free pass to treat people like shit. You are in charge of managing your triggers. Yep. Let me say it again. You are in charge of managing your triggers. Mm -hmm. If you have been through a traumatic event and you are cognizant of the things that trigger you, You are in charge of managing situations in the sense of setting boundaries for yourself that keep you out of triggering situations Mm -hmm. or having conversations with people of this is upsetting to me, or I don't like it when you do this, this, I don't like the sound, the scent is a little bit too much for me. I mean, Mm -hmm. triggers can be anything in the five senses, right? Mm -hmm. So it can be any of that. So I don't really like it, blah, 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 blah. And discussing that. And if somebody isn't going to listen to that boundary or respect that boundary or keeps violating it, then we have a decision to make. Mm -hmm. Why am I in this relationship if somebody isn't listening to what I'm saying or what I'm discussing or what's going on? Mm -hmm. Or I'm, I'm actively telling you this is upsetting to me. What I hear that goes hand in hand is, well, they can't help it. Who? The people that have trauma, they can't help it. They may not be able to help their physical reaction. However, they are absolutely in charge of managing getting help. Yes, 100%. It's about making choices too. Like it's about making choices to say, I need help. I can't do this by myself anymore. Or I didn't realize that this was still impacting me and our relationship or my job or whatever the fucking situation may be. Right. right? We all have choices. Mm-hmm. We all have choices. And let me say this. It's not... I'm going to preface this with it's Steph and I aren't saying like the second you find out you have a trigger, that's your, you fucking manage it. Right. Right. Like it takes a a couple of times to start recognizing like, oh shit. Okay. This is how these things are interconnected. And that's, what's upsetting to me. Right. Yeah. It takes work. I expect you to be like, the dog barks. Oh oh my God. I remember that. Ah, Okay. I can't be around any dogs. Like, no. Well, that's what we talked about in the PTSD (laughs) episode, right. Is identifying your triggers. You are the only person that knows what has you feel in some type of way? We can't predict yeah. that for you, right? We, we're not in your brain. We don't know. 
but to say, for example, to be in a relationship where perhaps you feel that your partner is like overbearing or like whatever the situation may be. And in your mind, you're like, well, I know that they're, they're, they are the way they are for a reason. So like, it's, it's really not that bad. Is it though? Well, we're not to who, like you're just minimizing your own experience. Yes. Yes. We're not going to consistently make this an 80, 20 relationship. Right. I understand there are certain seasons that will be 80, 20, sometimes 90, 10, and sometimes 60, 40. Sure. A relationship is two people coming together Mm -hmm. and compromising. And so what we're going to understand is after this season of 80, 20, we're going to do some reflection and say, Hey, you know what? That just really did not work out how these couple of weeks have been going. We really need to reflect. I'm not talking when I'm talking like a season, I mean, there are things that I understand, like medical things out of, you know, out of our control. In the sure. sense of if someone's going through treatment for something or, you know, like going through a, you know, say, for example, they went through a big, you know, traumatic thing like this. We were talking about the school shootings, the other. Yeah. Like, so, 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 OK, they're going to take some time to come down from it, understandably so. But like there has to be a reflection after that. Mm-hmm. There has to be a reflection of, look, I understand this happened to you and that you went through this or that this is your experience or maybe you were in a previous relationship that looked like this. But what what I'm asking is for us to come to a compromise because what is going on right now isn't serving both of us to the best of our abilities. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm given a lot extra. And while I love you and I want to be there and I want to support you, I don't think this is a sustainable thing for me. So I don't want to set this, this example or this, um, this, uh, fucking words. What is it? Set the standard or this precedence that this is where I'm always going to be. I want to support you. I can't, I can't be running at 90%. I can't not forever. When you mentioned compromise, a situation arose in my head where I was like, go for it. Well, part of me was like, you're going to eat your fucking words, bitch. Like you're going to eat your words. And then I was like, why are you judging? So here's the thing. Like I have cut people off in my life that were takers, right? They had their own issues. They had their own problems and I couldn't be a part of it anymore. Mm -hmm. But in my brain, I was thinking compromise. And then I was like, yeah, like an understanding that people can change. Meaning if you function some sort of way for a very long period of time and you make the decision to actively work on yourself, you can change. I am proof that you can change from being like a cynical asshole all the time to not being like that so much, right? Like, I'm not gonna say I'm never like that. Dabble in it. I'm just not like that 24 fucking seven, right? But in my brain, I'm thinking, okay, well, if you say people can change, then- why would you cut people out of your life? Because what I'm not going to sit here and do is waste my time at waiting for you to get your shit together. 100%. I can absolutely set a boundary and back away. Yes. And know that if you need to come back and you say, you know what? I have worked on myself. I recognize when we had that conversation and you said, you know, blah, blah, blah. And we, we talked about kind of the relationship and who is giving and who is, you know, like what I was bringing to the table. I understand that I was sucking up blah, 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 blah. And so what I'm here to say is is I've done a lot of self-reflection and I'm sorry that that happened. Boom. You can come back into my life. You absolutely can. Because here's the, here's the thing. We're adults. So what we're not going to do is just ghost people and be like, like if you, if you have an interactive relationship with somebody, sure. There's, there needs to be a discussion as to why you are taking a step back. It doesn't necessarily need to be super in depth, but like mm, I set a boundary. I don't feel like that boundary is being respected. 
I'm going to take a step back. I have no ill will, no nothing. I think it's time for us to have some space and some distance, you know? Like, I'm not going to say that 2020 was a very eye-opening year on social media for me. No. I did not. Bitch, I did, it I still did not, opens yeah. my eyes every motherfucking girl, girl, day. Girl, absolutely. <laughs> but here's the thing. I didn't I didn't ig- announce my departure from people's lives, right? I just kind of do- I just kind of cleared the stock on Facebook. I was like, I don't need to talk to you. You're fucking your you're racist. You're a bigot. <laughs> you're you're homophobic. All right. Oh, you are not for me, right? So I'm not sitting here having a conversation of like, I need to pull back from you. Sure. Like I'm not making a, a Facebook status of like, you made the cut. Fuck like all you hoes. Right. I did when I was like in 2008, <laughs> right? So it's fucking immature 19 year old bitch like I was like oh like whatever okay attention seeking ass like that's why you needed to do work on yourself but anyways so so I like there's we're not gonna have that conversation with everybody but if you're friends with somebody and there needs to be a step back and like hey oh god we're not really we're not really getting along okay have that conversation right take that space, take that break. And if that person wants to come back because they've decided to do some work on themselves and are like, you know what? I really valued that relationship. And if they come back and say how they've changed, okay, there's a possibility to open that back up. But what I'm not going to do is sit here and tolerate you disrespecting my boundaries over and over and over again, because I'm like, oh my God, you're going to change. You look like the bitch who wants to fix all the fucking dudes of like, you know what? He is going to change for me. I'm going to be the one. Like, mm-hmm. no, you're not. No, you're not. You're not. You're not. It's not your job, sweetheart. You are not on the crisis team. Like, what are you doing? You don't got to do all that. Part of what was hard for my situation is it was a family member, right? That I was very mm-hmm. close to and I loved very much. And I think that my compassion and empathy was taken advantage of for a very long time. Granted, I put myself in that situation. Sure, I sure. chose to allow this person to keep coming back because I wanted to believe that they could change. I wanted mm-hmm. to believe that they were going to be okay. I can't sit and watch somebody slowly kill themselves. Nope. I cannot. Nope. And my I fucking refuse turned into enabling in the sense of, you know, I'm always here if you need to go somewhere, blah, 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 whatever. I was never handing out money. I'm going to tell you that right now. Oh, I girl. was not the one to be handing out money. You're, uh, but then I took a step back and I was just like, I, I can't, I can't watch you do this. Right. Yeah. My family, not everybody, a lot of people in my family will continue to enable. And mm-hmm. I don't want to be a part of that. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to help you kill yourself. I refuse. No. Oh, absolutely not. Absolutely. I'm not going to be a part of that because when I, when I'm at the end of my life, I, there have been things that I've set out for my life that I want to, when I review, I want to be like, yes, bitch, you did it. You mm-hmm. fucking did it. That is what I want for my review. I don't want it to be like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. Like I, right. I should have cut that person. I should have done blah, blah, blah. Same thing. Yeah. I have a very large family and I am a, it's weird. I feel like sometimes I'm a private person and sometimes I'm not like, I, I feel like I will put my time and energy and effort into things where I feel like that is being reciprocated. And I feel like I, when, where the vibes are just flowing, right. Like where there is just reciprocation. I mean, I talk about people coming to my table and I'm not afraid to eat when I talk about this shit all the fucking time, right? So I have a very large family. 
I love each and every one of my family members for being part of my family, but there are family members that I just am not going to see eye to eye with. And that's okay. My job in my life is never to change somebody's mind or opinion on certain stances or things that they have, right? I can have empathy and compassion for the different thoughts and feelings and emotions and opinions that you have. That does not mean though, that I'm going to invite you into my life Mm -hmm. and or go to things that you have and support when I don't, I don't like necessarily want to, it doesn't mean that I wish ill on you or that I know whatever. And please know that no part of me expects you to come support me or you to come back to me. Like I'm good. Like Mm -hmm. I don't do things for people in hopes that I'll get something back. That's Mm -hmm. not how this works. I don't, but you don't put, that's not putting good karma out into the energy. That's not positive into the, into the universe when you're expecting that somebody does something back to you. That's like, we've all moved on from, from kindergarten. Have we not? Or I mean, sometimes people, but not all. It took me a really long time to believe that I wasn't wrong doing yeah that. yeah because how many times was that maybe reinforced of like are you sure yeah. like how many times was that boundary just like shoved a little more and shoved mm-hmm. a little more with these passive aggressive comments right no and I could tell you right now there never were these outward of why are you doing what you're doing or like you know tell me tell me why you feel the way that you do or whatever that it may be it's always these little like trickle in passive aggressive comments where it's like well you know like no I don't know I don't I think what pushed it even farther though was once I became a mom because then yeah. I was like, oh no, my job is to protect him. And my yep. of protecting him is keeping him as far away from this as possible. Yep. And, and I have the rest I don't of you feel don't bad. Like it, that's not, not my, my problem. problem. Not my problem. You're He's allowed to your have your kid. feelings. He's mine. Absolutely. You're allowed to have your feelings. You don't have to like it. You don't have to like my boundary. Mm-hmm. You don't. You do not have to like my boundary. So when I'm setting a boundary in these enabling compassion situations where we're trying to differentiate between the two, I can have empathy that what you are going through is awful, horrific, terrible, hard, difficult. And I can also set my boundary because I can't be a part of this. Mm -hmm. I know to protect my peace and to self-preserve, I just, I don't have the space or energy for it. So I need to move back. You don't have Mm -hmm. to like that. You don't, you don't, you don't. It's a situational thing. You're allowed to be mad at the situation. You can even project it onto me, but what, what, what I'm not going to do is pick it up. Right. We got force fields right here. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, you can be upset, but it's going to bounce off. Like we're in fucking, uh, Wakanda. We got, we got our bubble. It was just bing right off. Uh, uh, not for me. Not for me. Another hallmark compassion enabling is when people say, well, they were just mad. They didn't mean it. Mm, Okay. Or they just yell when they're angry. They don't actually mean it. Um, so, what? Yeah. What we're not going to do is continue to make excuses uh-huh. for handling our emotions in a poor way. For having zero emotion regulation skills. We're not. Not my that. problem. Yeah. No. Yeah. We are out of, you know, K through third grade. Yes. <clears throat> yeah. That's a hard pass. Hard pass for me. Yes. You're going to need to go to therapy and figure that out. You're going to need to figure out that every thought that comes into this little noggin up here doesn't deserve an emotional reaction. Mm -hmm. It doesn't, it doesn't let it go, Mm -hmm. let it go. It's a signal telling you something. 
Yep. For you to just haul off and scream at me or throw things or flip out or like break down like Amber Heard (laughs) and, and have a moment like I'm, I need to remove myself then again, it's about protecting my people. I'm going to remove myself. seems like there are some things that might need to be dealt with. I'm going to back up. I'm going to, you can have your compassion comes in, right? Of, I understand you're having a hard time controlling your emotions, but what you're not going to do is fucking talk to me like that. (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. there's a better delivery for that, but like, oh yeah. yeah. The compassion can come in of like, Mm -hmm. I can see that it's really hard for you to control how angry and upset you are right now. And I, I understand. And I see you and I hear you until we're ready to have a civil conversation though, I'm going to, I'm going to go right. Like, I don't want to do this. This is not yeah. effective for either one of us. Yeah. Your message is getting lost in your mess. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I can understand you're having a hard time. Mm-hmm. I don't think this is the most effective time to come to a resolution about the situation. Mm-hmm. Let's reconvene in an hour or two. And if that still isn't enough time, then we can set another date. Be specific on when you're going to come back to this, right? Mm-hmm. Take it is it is a fucking okay to take a break. It's okay. You know, it's not fucking effective. It's just screaming at each other for hours on end. It, it, like, what are we doing? I used to do that all the time. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, our fights, bitch. Our fights would go forever. And and like halfway through, halfway, halfway through, I'd be like, what are we even fighting about right now? What are we even fighting about? And then it's, it, it, it never, it was never productive. It was always like, oh, you're going to go there. That's what we're doing. Oh, so you think this way? Like, it was just like this, this like random repeating of like, like statements. It was like, no one was making points. And I think that there was this, we were very different people, Right. He wanted to fix things in the moment. And I am not that person. I have to take a break because I lose track of what I'm really upset about or what is really, but I lose track of the root problem. Well, I mean, like, takes you know, over and then you just yeah. pop off at the mouth. Um, and that's oh my God. Oh my, well, and it was an effective abusive relationship. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Cause you're bitch. <laughs> you are on thin ice. <laughs> so like, it just wasn't healthy. It wasn't okay. Mm-hmm. So on now, the flip side, what's also yeah. not okay is saying, I'm going to come back to this. And then you sweep it under the rug and never fucking mention it again. And you never come back. We're That's the caveat. That. You're, you are allowed to take a break. What we're not going to do for taking breaks. Let's just set this precedence now. What we're not going to do is say, we need to take a break after we make a point and fucking book it. You're not yep. going to do a mic drop moment and mm-hmm. fucking run. That is some bitch shit. And we're not doing it. Mm-hmm. You're going to say, I hear what you're saying. I'm very frustrated right now. I'm going to respond in just an emotional response. And that's not effective for either of us. Mm-hmm. I need to take a break. Yep. This isn't effective. Here's a giant red flag. When somebody doesn't let you take a break. Sure. Giant, giant waving around, waving around carnival. Mm-hmm. I want you to think Las Vegas. I want you to think circus. I want you to think giant red flag. And I'm Flashing not red bulbs that. everywhere. Flashing red bulbs. Stop sign. I'm not saying that that person is a terrible person. That person is probably operating out of anxiety, which is disguised as anger because they feel like they might be losing their person. They feel out of control. They feel worried about abandonment. There are so many things. There's always a function behind the behavior, which I can absolutely understand. You will not understand that function behind the behavior though. If you are just blinded by emotion and you're not going to understand it. Yep. Yes. 
none of this is easy, right? You guys, like anything else we fucking talk about, and we're not saying it's easy. We're not acting like we're perfect at this by any means. But when you really break down a situation and you understand the fundamentals of what's effective and what's ineffective, things just make sense. And like yeah. anything else we teach you, it takes fucking practice. Yes. It takes practice. And the practice preface it. Like so yeah. many, so many people, when I first started teaching them the interpersonal effectiveness skills are like, oh, this is going to be hard. I hear that all the time. Preface the conversation with, I'm trying something new from therapy. Mm-hmm. Bear with me. Mm-hmm. It's going to be clunky. Yep. It's going to be fucking awkward. It's going to be unnatural. Here's the thing. In order to break the bad habit, that pathway that you've set of this ineffective communication, you have to go down through the forest branches hitting you in the face mm-hmm. to make that new pathway in order to make the pathway. Like what would you think that people were just forging through gravel roads when they first came to the Americas? You think that it was just all paved path? You think that everyone was just like, Oh, thank God this building was here for us. Oh, shelter. Like, well, they probably stole it from the native Americans, but here, I mean, I digress. Well, it's a whole new topic. It was just forest. They pulled up on shore and it's forest, right? Think of that as your brain. When you're trying to rewire your brain, it is just forest. Mm -hmm. You have to go through the muck in order to start laying that groundwork and do it over and over and over again to get that pathway laid. Well, and this is for my, you know, OCD perfectionist people, or even people who are very prideful prideful or kind of full of ego, leave that shit at the door. Nobody's asking you to be perfect. The first time you do it, it's going to be messy and that's okay. That doesn't mean that you don't know how to do it. It doesn't mean you're not doing it right. It means you're going to be vulnerable and say, this is actually really, really hard for me. I'm learning something new. I'm going to do it the best as I can, but like, I would appreciate it if you have patience for me, right? Like that's all you have to say as somebody who struggles with not being good at things the first time that sounds very uncomfortable to me but you know what else is uncomfortable continuing to do the same fucking shit over and over and over that's not working yes Uh, definition of insanity yep doing the same thing over and expecting a different result Mm -hmm. if we're just going to look at what Brene Brown talks about in all of her specials it matters more about you being in the arena, boots on soil, sweaty, dirty, trying to be in this fight versus being the spectator in the stands being like, oh my God, Mm -hmm. look at them. What are they doing? How embarrassing. Yeah. You don't have a foot to stand on if you are not putting yourself in that arena and trying. Mm -hmm. Nothing you've done in your life has ever been a zero to perfect standard. Yep. It never has been like that. Review everything that you've ever learned. You have never woken up and fucking got it. Mm-hmm. So would you sit here and ridicule a baby for falling down when they're learning how to walk or when what they're trying to idiot get, over there? What Can't a dumb walk. baby. What a, <laughs> what a dumbass wobbly baby. Like imagine, imagine hold your bottle what the fuck yeah you dumbass like (laughs) look at your food all over your mouth you fucking idiot like what are you that's what you sound like to yourself that's what you when 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 people come to me and they're like but like talking about perfectionism 
That is the image that I get in my mind. Like, like you're just yelling at babies. It's wild. It's wild. That's because you've never operated like that. I get it. I know. I I recognize my bias. I recognize, but I, but I hope um, my my hope is that if somebody who operates in these perfectionistic standards can come to me, and when I say these things, that they're like, huh. you know what? It kind of really is that simple, isn't it? <laughs> Uh, no, because like in the perfectionist masterclass, no. when we were talking about how I worried about having a baby that like had autism or all these things, <laughs> like it's out of your control. And I was like, that's not the fucking point. I still yeah. worried about it because it was scary to me. And you're like, yeah, but you can't control it. And that's what you kept saying. And I was like, okay, <laughs> I'm going to choke her. And I understand that none of that shit was in my control. But again, my brain, when I was 29 years old was you have so much mental health, like mental illness on both sides of your family and like you're going to bring a kid into this world what the fuck what happens if xyz happens and that like was terrifying to me again I was not scared to go through labor and physically have a child I was worried about raising a kid and all the things that come with it but there's no manual so like (laughs) who makes up the standards perfectionist though you're like I gotta do it right I gotta get everything right the first what is right but like what is right I don't know so then how can you judge yourself against it? Because that's what I did my whole life. I know, but I don't get it. But like, that's, that's where it's hard for me is like, mm-hmm. people are like, okay, well, I want to do it right. Like, right. Okay. So if somebody wants to play basketball, we know what playing basketball looks like when you're playing good basketball. Right. So I can understand someone being like, I want to play good basketball and being like, okay, well, I mean, you're clearly, okay. You're, you're throwing the ball like that. And like, they're throwing it like this and making sure. it. So maybe you need to practice, but like, there's no fucking manual for, for raising a kid. Mm-hmm. What, what does right mean? Okay. But here's another one of my toxic traits. I watch a video of somebody doing something perfectly and I'm like, I could do that. And then I try it. And I'm like, I'm the fucking worst because I'm not going to be perfect at these people. I've been doing this but for I didn't know it was 25 perfect. years, but how do you know it was perfect? Because what my are they doing? definition of them, like, okay. So for example, watching people do Lyra, right. And okay, I yeah, can yeah. get up on the hoop and fucking do it. That's yeah. just so goddamn hard. It is. It is. But then it's just but recognizing like, that you I can do it. But it's like recognizing though you have physical limitations. Yeah. I'm but not a perfectionist. I'm, no I'm, I'm a, well, but what the fuck? It, it's so wild to me. I as as a five three white female, I know I'm never gonna be in the WNBA. Like I'm never, I'm never gonna fucking like that's just I fucking hate basketball. I like the the it just I I I can't jump high. Like I just mm-hmm. I'm not going to do it, but I'm not going to watch them and be like, oh, you piece of shit. You yeah. No, I wouldn't do it for like something that I didn't want to do, but like things that I think are cool that I would want to try. Lyra like, came to mind. I love volleyball, but like, I knew my limits. <laughs> of course. You're going to be spiking three. balls over the net anytime. That's what, I'm, but that's what I don't know. <laughs> Perfectionism is so fucking weird to me. We could go on this though. We took a little tangent guys. Sorry, but man, I, it just, I don't. I, and please know when I, when I'm pushing these questions on stuff, it's not coming from a, like, no, I just, I genuinely am curious. I just, it's just not a part of my brain. I'm like, well, I could try (laughs) Sure. Sure. Like when I was first doing my bullet journal, I like, I would get irritated and upset because I didn't like how it looked. But then like after doing it enough, I was like, that's just going to be what it is, dude. Like you just, you fucking throw the the whole thing away. If the page doesn't look perfect, throw the whole thing away. (laughs) I fucking hate this hobby. This is dumb. Throw it in the garbage. <laughs> like I would get irritated in the beginning and kind of keep myself from doing it. And I was like, 
But Mario, you have a chance to make a planner or like a, a it was, it's kind of like a planner for me, but not like a daily planner, yeah. but like you have something like a, a recording thing that really like you can make it your own and exactly what you need because you keep struggling to find planners that work for you. And then I was like, oh, okay. Like, and then I just kept done. I was like, oh, it's not going to look good. It's not going to be pretty, but you know, it works for me. It's functional. Maybe that's it. Maybe it's just like function, functionality. Maybe. It doesn't have to be efficient for me, but it has a function. I'm not efficient in a lot of things. I really am not. Occasionally. It's not true. Occasionally. But like, I will, like, driving. Oh, don't ask me to go anywhere. I won't find the fastest way. But I'll go the way that is functioning in my head. I'm like, oh, no, I had to get there. It's 10 minutes extra, but I knew how to get there. I'll get us there, though. I'll get us there. Yeah. But no part of me is like, you didn't get there fast enough. I'm like, wow. This is the way I knew. <laughs> oh my God. I just, it's curiosity. But anyways, well, we, we fucking, woo, we are so okay. far in left field. We got to jog back. It's all right. Jog. It's back to, let's get back to the pictures <laughs> around here. Yeah. Oh my God. Never. I would never. That's terrifying. Oh my God. I could, I could never be a pitcher. I miss it so never. much. You used to pitch? Mm-hmm. Stephanie, it's terrifying. Oh my God. Yeah. Did you get hit in the face? No, I got hit in the crotch once though by a line drive could, and it was I like, could stomach that I could stomach I like point. bent over and I was oh. like okay uh I'm right. positive it was all the guys were like experience. Uh, are you okay and I was like yeah it's a good thing I'm not a dude but like yeah that but right in the pelvic bone yeah I mean maybe I'll have kids maybe I won't yeah good <laughs> like not it might be cracked good. might be fractured yeah that was rough I remember my friend was playing co-ed softball yep that's what I played I saw a girl get hit in the face like, well it was um shattered her bone barley it wasn't it wasn't like uh okay so she got yep and it it i don't know if it broke her ups broke her orbital bone occipital occipital lobe whatever it the thing but i don't think i don't know if it maybe it fractured it or maybe it did break it i think it broke it that was the loudest crack i've ever heard in my life i was in right field and she was on first base and i was like oh that's not good oh my god that's not good Uh uh-uh so sent me a snapchat and I was like, what the mother? Yeah, dude. Does it look like it looks like a beer list? That shit is no joke. That shit is no fucking joke. And it being a so woman gross. in a bar league, I had dudes, I would play second base and I would have dudes hit it at me on purpose because oh, yeah. I to see if oh. I could catch it. Yeah. And then when I did oh, God, catch it, they were mad. No, I would never. I could never. Nope. <laughs> it's not I could never. I would never. Would I would never. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Could I? Sure. Would I? No. Mm-mm. Yeah. <sighs> it's too fast for me. <laughs> I'm scared. I'm thinking about it right now and I just can't get out of it. <laughs> it's so awful. Thinking about, oh God. It was bad enough when the volleyball hit me in the face. I can imagine. Oh, it happens every face, Anything fucking hurts. It, it really does. Yes. It's really the worst. Anyways, okay. So compassion, you can have it. You can absolutely be empathetic to people. Mm-hmm. What we're not going to do is bypass our boundaries, step over our boundaries, throw our boundaries out the window just because somebody else is feeling some type of way. You or invalidate not. our own feelings. We're not exactly. Yes. You're not in control of how somebody else feels. Nope. And you're not in control of how they feel about your boundary. You're not in control of any of that. You are in control mm-hmm. of yourself and how you react. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mari, but if I react by setting a boundary, that's making them upset. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No, no, no. Nope. 
That's a choice to be upset. Yes. And it's a choice to be upset about the situation and for them to be angry or upset about whatever is going on, whatever boundary you set. And they can be, they can have those feelings. Yeah. You're not the cause of them. Nope. Cause and effect relationship, Brian. Uh-uh. Nope. No, not when it comes to boundaries. Nope. Mm-mm. Absolutely not. Boom. Done. A little bit of everything in this episode. A little bit of everything. I mean, we're on a task for the most part. We just have like a little little smidge, little smidge of a tangent. It's fine. Yeah. But it'll be good for people to, it'll be good for people to hear. Everyone loves a little perfectionism sidebar. Mm -hmm. And just me generally being curious about it. I would love, I I wonder if there's studies done about like, how in depth does that go? (laughs) Have they, have they? Add. Like, are the brains different? Because then it develops into OCPD, right? Like then that becomes your entire fucking personality and that's how you function. And it's debilitating. It's exhausting. I can't even imagine. I can't can't either. I know for sure. I do not have that. I can tell you that right now, but you can move. Yeah. Mm -mm. Nope. Okay. We're not even going to get into that. Okay. So (laughs) we're going to put up. Yeah. We're not even doing an episode about that. I won't even be able to stay focused. I'll be like, it's done. Just stop. Like, and then I'm not going to be effective at all. (laughs) Um, Okay. You can find Steph at the spooky therapist, me at BEA underscore XO 11, us at rewriting her story podcast on Instagram and YouTube. Our email, if you have any questions, concerns, comments, or any topics you'd like covered is rewriting her story podcast at gmail.com <laughs> rewriting her story podcast at gmail.com. I threw a dot yes. in there before I hit the ad. So just ignore that. Um, we would love to hear from you guys like share any uh, of that. Shout out to anybody who's ever emailed us feedback. Yeah. You guys are the best. It makes our day. It like, really so is. Much. It's so nice to hear that certain episodes touch certain people. Yeah. And I know that people tell us like yeah. randomly throughout our day or like the weeks and as things go on, but it really does. Um, I think sometimes I randomly get these thoughts of like, is this worth it? Is it all worth it? Like, Same. is this be like really a thing? Like, like how, how many episodes, how many, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, but though, if someone, if one person is benefiting from it, dude, like mm-hmm. it's golden to me. Like when we, so these are batched out. So this one won't be coming out until July, July, end of July. Yeah. So in July, but we are coming off of the week of that very heinous, horrific school shooting. And we did a recording like right away, like an emergency recording. And so one of my book club, um, Snapchat, our group, they were talking about like, how do we, like, how do you cope with this? How do you blah, blah, blah. And it was so like rewarding for me to be like episode airs tomorrow at 8 a.m. Ladies. Like it felt so good to just be able to be like, okay, if somebody wants to listen to it, if you want help, here it is. Mm -hmm. Um, so to me that that's, I just use that thought to just challenge those little what ifs of like, shut the fuck up. Like that. What if what it's already helped people. So shut the fuck up. Exactly. (laughs) But I mean it in a nice way for me. I'm not like being rude to myself. Like I tell, I tell my sister to shut the fuck up. Like I tell stuff to shut the fuck up. Like, yes, I mean, I mean, it's just flavor in the sentence. Anyways, we love you guys. We will see you soon. Bye. Bye.